You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey guys, welcome to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. This is Farah Siddiqui and Joey Volpe coming to you on a Tuesday. On a Tuesday. We're trying things a little bit differently this week. Um, we figured, you know, why not talk about waivers? I'm trying to, you know, get some extra time, get a little hour yeah, or two yeah, for sure. I mean, available uh, to do this. So uh, we're going to try it out today, see how it goes, and hopefully we continue. figure if we need to keep Faraz on this podcast or I'm going to kick him off after it's done. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. I'll be um, like, all right, Faraz, leave your house. <laughs> so big trade just a couple minutes ago. Yep, Demarius I was Thomas. driving on the way here and my phone popped up the notification. If you follow me on Instagram, you probably see why my post went out a little later than everybody else. But nevertheless, it's out. Demarius Thomas traded to the Houston Texans for a fourth and seventh round pick. And if I'm not mistaken, the Texans play the Broncos. They do this play week? the Broncos in Denver, I believe. That's amazing. So basically, he doesn't have to leave. Well, he probably has to practice. He probably just, well, yeah. I would figure he needs to practice before the game. You think so? You think he would just he can't just like show up for the game? Oh, well, a lot going on here. Anything else happen? Do you get, uh, you get any a trade has been made between Kurt's awesome team and New Kids on the Block in Upper Hand Fantasy League number two? Ooh. You want to see what the trade is? Sure. Are you yeah, curious? Yeah, we're already here. Why not? I already said that it happened, so. Demarius Thomas for Royce Freeman. Wow, that was boring. That was really boring. Wow. Maybe we should just cut that segment out. Who would you rather have? I'd rather have Thomas. Um, DT, <laughs> I like, guess, and PPR. I don't know. Like, I mean, you're making me pick. I'll drop know. both and keep my roster spots empty. <laughs> I don't know. Devante, I mean, I don't know. Royce Freeman, I guess, in case Lindsay gets hurt. Well, I just want to tell Freeman's everybody hurt. my dilemma. I mean, the What's second I saw Will Fuller... Uh, I saw the way he was walking on his knee. I saw the little bend, um, or at least I heard reports about like his knee was kind of bending awkwardly, way usually a sign of an ACL tear. So I was like, now is my time to make a move on Kiki Kuti. I traded Corey Davis for him straight up. Um, I I think Kuti can still be good, but I think I got the tail end of that deal. I think I, looking back at it, I'd rather have Davis, but. Well, you know what I mean. I, I made I you know if you you, you went Texans, for it. Yeah, if the Texans didn't get Thomas, then Kuti would have been a great flex play, which Guaranteed. is what Corey Davis was for me. I think more than that. You know, I think in a PPR exactly. league, he could be a wide receiver three easily, just because. Yeah, no, for sure. So just because he would have like those guaranteed targets. Now with DT involved, the targets aren't so much guaranteed, but at least for the near future, hopefully Kiki has more of a a bond and trust with Deshaun Watson. <laughs> yep. So. Okay. Well, yeah. 
Anyway, Kiki QT is still, you know, a legitimate waiver wire pickup this week, but Cortland Sutton, he's very intriguing as well because the targets are opening up over there. DT was getting some targets, um, you know, yeah, and that's I mean, going to open up and it'll, it it'll distribute. Sh- yeah, if it didn't show up on the field, DT was still getting targets every single game. I don't have the exact stats in front of me, but with him gone, it does open up a lot more for Sutton, who was flirting with 10 points a game. In PPR at least, yeah, for sure. Whether it was one touchdown or two catches for 70, 60 yards. Exactly. Whatever it was. And if his floor was that with, like, such limited volume, I mean, he's definitely worth a pickup for sure. He has that big playability. He has speed. He has size. He has everything you're looking for when you you talk about a prototypical prototypical number one wide receiver on the outside. Uh, I've got him stashed in a couple leagues. I'm very very excited about that. That's great. So... You know, like Demarius Thomas, seven targets, six targets, four targets, six targets, seven, five, t- 11, 10. I mean, those 11 are... and 10 in the last two weeks? No, no, no. I went backwards. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I did that. Uh, but I went backwards. 11 and 10 in week, week two and week one, respectively. Um, <laughs> so seven and six in the last two games. Uh, but still, I mean, that's something that's encouraging. I think I think it helps Emmanuel Sanders, too, a little bit, obviously. I mean, he was already the number one target there, and he'll probably get... You know, a target or two more per game than he would have gotten. Now, what if the Broncos traded Sanders too? There is not going to happen. There's like a zero per chance. Yeah, then I would chance. probably blow all my fab on Cortland Sutton. Blow all your fab on Sutton. Yeah, uh, I would too. Yeah, well, you know, Case Keenum is going to be their quarterback with their backup quarterback in legal trouble now. Uh, but you know, did uh, you see he, the Giants' backup quarterback get arrested this morning? He did. He almost hit a cop. While driving to practice, what's today. a backup quarterback? I mean, you have the best job in the NFL. Yeah, you're getting paid well, like a million dollars. He was driving, you know, like he was probably late to practice, and then like he made a bad turn, and then he didn't see the cop. And the cop was standing there; he was like directing traffic, and he didn't see him. Ugh. Almost hit him. I mean, I think that's something that can happen to anybody. Like when you're, when you're, I think like, it's different than getting drunk and uh, whatever the hell. Check yeah, and like yeah, no getting caught for trespassing and stuff. That's a mm-hmm. uh, that's a huge difference for sure. Um, but when you almost had a cop, the cops are going to, you know. Yeah, no, for the, you know. you'll be angry. They'll be angry, that's for sure. Um, all right, so let's go ahead and get a, get into these waiver wire pickups. I'm going to start with running backs. Um, now, you know, these are guys who are about 50% or less owned on, mm-hmm. on Yahoo. Um, you know, that's how I kind of get these guys. Now, as far as running backs go, there's nobody that's too intriguing. But we're going to go over them anyway. Um, we, we can kind of just slide through them. Um, you know, if you want to talk about somebody, just we can stay on them for for a little bit. But Peyton Barber, you know, in the first two games with Ryan Fitzpatrick this year, uh, Barber he got volume, nineteen carries, sixteen carries. In this past game, Barber got another nineteen carries. He did something with it. First, like actually good game this season. Um, so. You know, Ronald Jones had a hamstring injury, so it's going to be, be out for I think a month. It's going to be out for a little bit for sure. Um, so this is his backfield right now, him and him and Quiz. So with the bye weeks coming around, you know, he's somebody you can kind of plug and play. I mean, the matchups aren't great over the next couple of weeks, but you could do better. I mean, volume is volume, and you know, hopefully with Fitzpatrick moving the ball, he could see some opportune touches. And a starting running back in today's fantasy football. Is worth something. It is. It so. is. So he, he should probably be probably be be with a minimal committee. It's a minimal. It, it was three. Now it's two. Yeah. So and Jaquiz Rogers doesn't really say like, hey, you have to give me touches. Yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't have that appeal to him. Uh, Devontae Booker. Um, I can't believe I'm saying about this guy because I don't think he's that good. But 
you know, with Royce Freeman out, he, you know, he had a high ankle sprain. He's probably going to be out again, by my assumption. I mean, uh, apparently he was close to playing last week, but I don't really buy that. Um, it's going to be a two-man backfield if Freeman misses again, and Booker got 44% of snaps last week. Uh, he was pretty efficient, 78 yards on nine carries, caught all four of his targets for 23 yards. So, like I said, he's not a great back, but if he gets close to 15 PPR touches. League, maybe you need a desperate running back play. There's exactly. a lot of teams on by this week. And you can't, I mean, and he's going against the Chiefs, too, you know. Um, when we get to tight ends, I have a story, by the way. Okay, sounds good. Um, 15 touches with Freeman out, and so I think in PPR leagues, he's a, he's a good fill-in. Um, Edo Smith, this dude, like, he was a hot waiver wire pickup. I wasn't, I was never such a big fan. Over the last three games with Freeman, Devontae Freeman out, he's averaged only, like, less than 11 touches per game. So, is that, do you feel, like, confident starting him? Like, I, do I don't, and I'm, part of me doesn't really feel confident starting Coleman either. Yeah. In a weird way, Coleman's been bailed out by the touchdown every each of his last few games. That backfield just isn't getting enough running back touches as a whole. Yeah. There's only two guys, but usually they're just passing the ball. They're just they're just so focused on throwing touchdowns to Julio Jones that they just don't have time to right. run. Exactly, exactly. Too many touchdowns to Julio. Too many. Um, but yeah, like if they give more touches to the backfield as a whole, like if that's like what they come out. You know, of the buy and say like, okay, this is what we're gonna do. Well, I, mean, I think I against the Redskins that. is not the defense to do that. The Redskins have the best run defense in the NFL. I mean, I think they've held really good backs to, to very little. Yeah. I think it was like it was like a few Saquon, like, really good backs, Zeke and you know, like uh, McCaffrey or something. McCaffrey, and then I, I think they even it's like less than hundred yards. Did they combined. play Steelers? Was it James Conner? I don't think it was Conner. I don't know. Either, either way, they held a lot of good backs to a lot of nothing, right. as far as on the ground. Exactly. So, now, I, I think Smith like should probably be picked up. Like, I feel like he might be on the verge of a breakout, like at some point. But the confidence isn't too high on him. So mm-hmm. if you you know, I'm personally leaving him on the waiver. I don't know if I want to waste a, a bench spot for him. Yeah, and um, I'll bring up another waiver you're probably going to talk about sure. too, but Josh Adams. Yep. Um, he led the team in carries. He looked good. I mean, I was watching the game. He actually he, he looked good carrying the ball. Um, he's a bigger guy. He broke off a long run. He's physical. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, they could use that as far as a running game. Smallwood is getting most of the snaps. Right. Clement's kind of being phased out. Right. Sprawls is coming back to just make this more difficult. Right. Um, there is that small chance they trade for LaShawn McCoy today, which will totally ruin this completely. <laughs> but, um, I mean, there's, there's nothing wrong with the stash. All these running backs seem to be injury-prone. Um, e- any one of them could step into a larger role, although it's unlikely. It, it could happen. Right. So maybe a deeper stash, um, very desperate. Like, I, I don't know. He, it's... When you get this far down the waivers for running backs, just kind of like exactly. But you know, if you're in a 12 team league, you know, and your your guys are on by, like these are the guys you're looking at. Um, Doug Martin's another one, and I think he surprised a lot of people last week, including myself. I mean, he wasn't great, but he what he did with his touches was just fine. 13 carries, 72 yards against Indy uh, in a game they 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 got down in late. Uh, He caught two balls for 17 yards. He he plays the 49ers on Thursday, so that's a game where the game script could be in his favor, and I think he'll get some volume, and he'll be just fine. I think the case for Doug Martin is as long as the matchup is serviceable, I I don't expect the Raiders to win really too many games. This This is one of them, and I don't see too many of them. Exactly. So it's like the 49ers is another opportunity you can try and start him. 
But as the season goes on, there's going to be matchups like KC, right. Chargers. I mean, just the division in general. I wouldn't even trust them against Denver. Right. So, um, exactly. Um, starting while you can. <laughs> Duke Johnson's an interesting name. We know with the head coach firing and the offensive coordinator getting fi- getting mm-hmm. fired. Hopefully, he gets some touches because he deserves touches. He's a good running back, um, especially in the passing game. And you know, because if the new offensive coordinator can see that, um, you know, hopefully. You can see that happening, and maybe there'll be a little bit of an overcorrection, and the, maybe the defensive coordinator was pre- uh, promoted to the head coach, Greg Williams. Yep. Do you have any idea who the offensive coordinator is? Yeah, uh, he they named him yesterday, um, and his name was something Farmer. It was a really really funny name. No, not Farmer. Sorry, Freddie Kitchens. Freddie Kitchens. Freddie Kitchens. I remember that. He's a quarterbacks coach. Yeah, he was a quarterbacks coach. Um, let's he, see. Who who helped? Yeah, he helped out who? Who was it? Uh, he was a quarterback coach for someone. But with just the sound of the Browns quarterback coach, after yep. all the quarterbacks they've been through, becoming the offensive coordinator just doesn't resonate with me. Right. Um, right. Well, you know, any I, kind of change was good. Yeah, we, we honestly have no, we have no idea what to expect. Mm-hmm. You know, honestly, we have no idea what to expect from, from these guys. Um Look, this dude played at, played quarterback apparently uh, for Alabama. Um, I don't even know if he was ever drafted into the league. I doubt that. Um, I saw. I mean, he's the interim offensive coordinator. I saw some rumors about them trying to get. I think it was the Oklahoma offensive coordinator or something or something like that. I I don't know. I I, I saw some rumors that yeah. the Browns were trying to hire someone like that. But either way, any change is good for the Browns. I think. Um, right. Right. In terms of fantasy wise. David Njoku disappeared, but hopefully this could shake things up, get Duke Johnson more involved. Get all these guys, like, the proper touches and plays called for him. Jarvis Landry, uh, David Njoku, Duke Johnson. Get these guys the ball. These are your playmakers. Um, yeah. So hopefully it happens. I know Duke Johnson's on waivers for in a lot of leagues, so he should be picked up as a little bit of a stash in PPR leagues. Uh, Elijah McGuire. Is another guy. He's eligible to return from IR this week. Hasn't been activated yet. And I and I and I bring up his name because a lot of people have been talking about him. And I think he's a good talent. But you you might have a three man backfield even with Bilal Powell on IR. Um, Isaiah Crowell. You got Trenton Cannon. Uh, now it's possible that Trenton Cannon kind of gets pushed to the outside and is just Crowell and McGuire. But still, there's still a ceiling there. Um, you know, obviously he'll have more value in a two man backfield. But mm-hmm. are you going to start him this week? In his first week back? No, probably not. Even if he gets activated, then he has Buffalo. Oh, Detroit is trading Golden Tate to the Philadelphia Eagles for a third-round pick. Ooh. Interesting. That's good. That's good for the Eagles. Oh, it's great for the Eagles. Screw Nelson Aguilar now. Aguilar's probably going to just move to the outside. Oh, but screw Golden Tate owners now. Right? I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I'll tell you what. Marvin Jones' value just got way higher. Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay. Yeah. I mean, Kenny Galladay was probably going to bounce back no matter what. But Marvin Jones was hardly startable. Um, I mean, this week, obviously, he, he, he did great. But he's a guy that, you know, you whose who's value is going to go up. And he can be a lot more consistent like he was last year. So good news for Julian Edelman, Josh Gordon owners. Looks like the Patriots aren't getting Demarius Thomas or Golden Tate. Exactly. So wow. it's good for, and that's good for Josh Gordon owners. <laughs> Josh Gordon was on apparently on thin ice, but I wasn't really buying. No, that. he 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 wasn't on thin. I mean, Bill. I mean, I, I, I think the media the media really like 
took 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 that report yesterday. He was yesterday. probably late once, and exactly. they made it to a whole new And thing. did they even punish him in the game last night? No, they didn't. And after the game, they asked Bill. They said, oh, did you punish him? He was like, I have no idea who said that report. That's hilarious. And he's going to – they asked where it came from. He's like, you're going to have to ask the person who wrote it. <laughs> That's funny. But, um, That's interesting. Okay, so Marvin Jones. So that could have been – Value goes up. Nothing. Kenny Galladay's value goes up. Golden Tate's value, you know. I think it goes down a little bit. Maybe. because he's not – I mean, he, he, he won't be the really... number one. He won't be peppered with targets because they already have Jeffrey. They already have Zacherts. Um, so it, it'll be tough. But this um, does hurt Alshon Jeffrey's value. It probably does. Just, probably, probably does. But this – I mean, this kills Aguilar. If he wasn't already yeah. droppable, which he, I believe he was, right. he's safe to drop. Right. I mean, Golden Tate works primarily in the slot. Right? Uh-huh. And now you have Aguilar moving. I mean, you have to think. They, they trade a third-round pick for Golden Tate. They're going to use him in the slot. So you're going to move Aguilar to the outside where he struggled with two years ago. I mean, last year they moved him to the slot, and he did really well. But now they're going to have to play him on the outside, and I, I don't think that's favorable for him. But I think football-wise, this was a good move right. by the Eagles. Um, football-wise, it made sense for the Lions to get value out of Golden Tate while they can. They have I, I think so, yeah. A young, promising wide receiver in Kenny Galladay. Um, it's going to be interesting how the targets work out, though. It will be. It Just will be. because he, Stafford likes to target the slot with Golden Tate in there. So now you have Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones playing on the outside. And you probably have T.J. Jones, who's still on the roster, who's going to slide into the slot. That would be my assumption. Maybe so. Yeah. So he's somebody on the waiver wire that I would look out for as well because of that. I would say a little deeper. Oh, he's definitely deeper. Yeah. He's definitely deep. Um, I have, to go, to, take out, I have to go take out my chicken from the oven. All right. Now that my chicken is out of the oven, let's continue with the waiver wire options. Um, did we talk about Golden Tate already? We did. Yeah, we touched on him. Okay. I think this helps Carson Wentz too. I don't think we added that. Yeah. But this is definitely a boost for Carson Wentz. 100%. It gives him another option to throw to. The Eagles have been constantly under pressure. Right. If they have a reliable guy over the middle in Golden Tate, then I think it helps them out a lot. Good money. So. Good money. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Golden Tate finds ways to get open. Um, he, he just has a knack, especially against zone zone coverage. Like, he knows where the, the openings are. Um, so, so, yeah, very interesting. Super interesting. Uh so the only other guy I want to mention uh, for running backs was Raheem Mostert, just in case this is a short week for the 49ers, in case Matt Breida uh, actually is human and d- doesn't play on Thursday, mm-hmm. then Raheem Mostert should be able to get a, get like the start. and yeah. Maybe not the start, but he'll get touches. Um, and Unless they give Alfred Morris 20 carries because it just... Because it's the 49ers, mm-hmm. and that's just like do you what wanna... they do. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Do, do you want to touch on the Todd Gurley? Todd Gurley? What's that really thing? The kneel before the end zone and everybody's like bugging out. Yeah, I mean, I, I addressed it yesterday on my Instagram story and I basically <laughs> said that like, who gives a shit? Like, yeah. the dude has been killing it for you every single week. Have you seen the video of Matthew Berry? Uh, no. Oh, you gotta watch that. What, what did he do? <laughs> he said something very true. Hey, pause it. This is just like something you have to see. Oh, really? Yes, sir. So we did pause that and... And Joey did show me the Matthew Berry rant. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he he was right. I mean, he basically was like, dude, like, this dude scored the second most fantasy points of the week, and 
you need another touchdown from him for for you to win. It's because the rest of your team sucked. Mm-hmm. That's basically what. If what your the team deal lost because Todd Gurley didn't score another touchdown, then you just have a bad team. Exactly. All right. So moving on to wide receivers, we mentioned Kiki QT. Now he's not a lock to play this week. Um, you know he's still questionable as of today, uh, but his workload was more guaranteed with Will Fuller out, but now that they made the move for DT, it's not as guaranteed. He's going to have good weeks, but hes I don't think he's like the must-must pickup anymore that he was before, but he should still be owned, especially in PPR leagues. Um, now, another little bit, another caution that I would say that he has is because, I don't know if that, that doesn't make any sense, but um, he re-aggravated that hamstring injury. Yep. Right? And it could happen again, especially if he plays this week and he doesn't get enough time to heal. It can happen. So, like, you know, you spend a lot of fab on him or a number one waiver priority, and all of a sudden you got another another wide receiver who has a hurt hamstring. So, something to keep in mind. Uh, and you traded Corey Davis for him. Yeah, well. And as know. I say that, does it? how does it make you feel? Not very. I'm 7-1. I'm and one, Here's the and thing. And I have six good running backs on that team. So You're I'll just fine is basically what I was going to say. I, and I have Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah. So I mean, totally giving Corey Davis away for somebody who, ha- who has his upside is like a good move. Yeah, and if just, they never got Demarius Thomas, then I think that would have been a great move. Yeah. Because on that team, my, my wide receivers are T.Y. Hilton, Emmanuel Sanders. I had Corey Davis, Christian Kirk. Um, so not the best depth. It could still be a good move, man. I'm telling you. But I have, right. I have plenty of running. I'll figure it out. You're, you're I'll figure it out. Uh, DJ Moore. Now, Moore played on 71% of snaps last week after the Panthers' bye, and this is way more than he's played. Now, Torrey Smith was out, so keep that in mind. But, like, I think they did make a concerted, concerted effort for him to play more this week. Um, it's not a guarantee of snaps to stay at that level because of Torrey Smith being out, but I think his upside is pretty high if he continues to get you know close to this amount of playing time. Um, he was able to catch five balls for 90 yards against a great Baltimore defense. That says a lot. Um, now, his schedule from, from in the playoffs, actually, if you even start from week 13, his schedule is Tampa Bay, Cleveland, New Orleans, and Atlanta. That's pretty sweet. So, Very sweet. Um, that's, that's basically his division right there. And then add a little good. dash of Cleveland. That's <laughs> yeah. uh, a pretty good schedule. So he's, he's a guy that I'm trying to pick up for some upside. Uh, if you watched Thursday night's game, you saw what Devontae Parker did. He's another candidate who might get traded today, uh, but he hasn't been traded yet. It's 2.10 p.m. on the East Coast. Um, yeah, I mean, Adam Gase said after the game he's unlikely to trade Devontae Parker, but who knows which what I think that means. is the wrong move. I think they definitely should make a move for. Oh yeah, no, but him saying that to me like doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I mean him because saying that and then someone waving draft picks in his face is just totally. Of different. course, of course, of so. course. Um, you know, and and I think the good thing about the NFL trade deadline being on a Tuesday is that you will know what happened before waivers clear. Unless your waivers hit at twelve o'clock, like uh, <laughs> my big money league. Oh yeah. Oh man. Oh yeah. But, I mean, Cortland Sutton, it's, it's a big bench, so not, a lot of these guys aren't available. Gotcha, anyway. gotcha, gotcha. Well, you know, so Kenny Stills, he can come back soon, but his catch volume, like, went down as the season went along, including with Brock. Um, you know, and we've seen this before with Parker, Parker having big games like this, but where else is Oswald going to throw the ball? He likes Amendola, but he gave Parker nine targets last Thursday night, and that didn't, and that big catch that he, that bounced off everyone's helmet didn't count as a target to him. Uh, um, so he ca- he caught six of his true eight targets for 134 yards. If you take away that fluky bounce-off-the-helmet catch, it goes down to 88 yards. So it's still a good outing 
for for him. And he, for Devontae Parker, and he looked over fifty yards is a good adding. And he looked good too. He, he got did. the starting. He looked good. Now we've seen him before and look good. So he's a he's an add, you know, to see like maybe Brock has a little bit of a you know connection with him. But yeah. we'll see. Albert Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> what were you going to say about Albert Wilson? Oh, anyway, um, so yeah, Albert Wilson being on IR definitely helps. Uh, Parker maybe get stability. Yeah, well, you know, you have Jakeem Grant, and he's somebody you, in a deep league you might want to consider. He's a big play waiting to happen. Eight targets last week, or he's a kick return waiting to happen. Right. Well, the forty-six yard catch to Parker that was for Grant. If, yep. You know, so like Grant could have caught that, and his stat line would have been a lot better if that happened. He would have had five catches instead of four. Yeah, but the same. I I don't know. I I think it takes so much for Devontae Parker to have a big game. Oh, 100%. And I don't know if we're going to see These that are deep again. guys. These are deep guys we're talking yeah. about. After DJ Moore and Kiki Kiyuchi, none of these guys are must pickups. Besides um, Court and Sutton. Oh, yeah. Court and Sutton. I forgot about him. Um, <laughs> I'll talk about him. Yeah. Go ahead. I'll talk about him. He already, so, had, he already had a decent floor. Yeah. In PPR leagues. I, I think we even brought this up before. He was flirting with 10 points a week exactly. for the last couple weeks. He has a and chance to fact, explode, for he, sure. He does have a chance to explode. Um, yeah. I mean, that's. That's kind of it. Yeah. Are you? Are we interested in Deshaun Hamilton at all? Not really, because where is he going to play? Yeah. No. I. I get. I mean, if you're in a 20 man league. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. What am I talking about? Where is he going to play? He's going to play on the outside. Like I don't know what I'm thinking right now. That that just went way over my head just now. He's going to be on the outside. He's taking DT's spot. Mm-hmm. Corlin Sutton is going to be on the outside. So Deshaun Hamilton, and you're going to have Sanders uh, in the slot like he, he normally is. Well, uh, you know who I'm jumping to get? Who? Jeff Ironman. Ironman. No, I'm not, I'm not jumping to get him. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm, uh, but he did get a ton of – he does get a ton of red zone I will save that for targets, though, for I will sure. save that for dead ends. Yeah, okay. Sounds good. Okay. Uh, Danny Amendola, you know, his volume has gone down in the three games with Brock, like each game. He had that big target game. But he's still getting a decent amount. I mean, he goes up against the Jets this week. They, they struggle against wide receivers. So if you're struggling, I think he'll be a good pickup and start in PPR leagues for a safe floor. Uh, somebody who doesn't have a safe floor is Tyrell Williams. Chargers coming off their bye. Uh, if you need some upside in your lineup this week, I think Williams will give you that. Uh, he's the definition of boom bust. But, you know, 118 yards in each of the last two games. Three touchdowns in two games. He's doing his best uh, 2017 Will Fuller impression. Um, and he, ha- he has the ability to, to take one to the house in any, any given game. But this is obviously like, you know, you need points badly. Your team sucks and you need a ceiling. Like, he's the guy that I would, I would go for. I've got another wide receiver to add. Go uh, for it. David Moore. Yep, for sure. So, four touchdowns in the last three games. Um, who knows if this is going to be a weekly thing? Yeah, I mean the Seahawks wide receivers just kind of weird. I mean Lockett, Wilson is getting better. He's very efficient. He's being very he's getting a lot of passing touchdowns. Um, Doug Baldwin's he he had his big game two weeks ago. He didn't really see much involvement last week. Lockett and Moore is where Russell Wilson's looking to throw the ball and like in the end zone too. Lockett Which is has, crazy because Baldwin's been his guy in the red zone. I know. It's amazing. It's the last uh, fantasy football. Yeah, exactly. But uh, either way, David Moore, definitely worth a look. Maybe he catches another touchdown yeah. this week. And he had 97 yards with that touchdown last week, too. For sure. Which is interesting. Um, so, I think he's boom bust. I mean, you know, obviously it's not going to stay forever. But Wilson, he's looking for him in the red zone, so you can do a lot worse. Um, 
I'm not, I mean, as far as when you look at the target volume, you're like, oh, well, he's not getting the volume. Well, Tyler Lockett isn't getting the volume either. And he scored a touchdown every single game this week, this year, except except one. Um, so, uh, Muhammad Sunu was dropped. A lot of people dropped him uh, over the bye week. Uh, you know, and he's been get, getting done for the most part. Uh, most part, I think that before the bye, the Giants were pretty stout against slot wide receivers, and he didn't get it done in that game. But before that, he he got it he got it done for you in fantasy. In the Tampa Bay game, he got hurt early, but he still had 46 yards and a touchdown before he left the game. Um, now this week the Redskins are pretty tough against slot wide receivers, so it's not the best matchup in the world. But you know, I think it's smart to have a part of this clicking Falcons passing offense. I think he's somewhat valuable. Yeah, for sure. Um, I want to mention Marcus Valdez Scantling. Um, you know, neither Randall Cobb or Geronimo Allison played a full complement of snaps last week, and it could have been because both of them were coming off injuries, even though they had their bye week. Um, I think MVS is the next man up in case this continues. I think he even has a shot to dethrone one of them. Like, he has a shot to dethrone Cobb. Um, even though Cobb is Rogers' guy, who knows? Uh, who knows if Cobb is going to get a full complement of snaps going forward. So I think he's a speculative add. Like, he's like kind of like a high-end handcuff wide receiver uh, in case any of these guys get hurt. So he, he can produce if given the opportunity, and we've seen it. Um, another guy who would benefit <laughs> from a, a wide receiver getting hurt is Chris Godwin. Uh with Ryan Fitzpatrick back, all the wide receivers get a boost, uh, including Godwin, even if he doesn't play that full complement of snaps. Uh, you know, if Deshaun Jackson does get traded today, obviously he'll be a must pickup. Um, he might even go to the top of the list, honestly. Yeah, I mean, Godwin had really good numbers when Fitzpatrick was throwing the ball. And, yeah. Then he's I, been getting it done, too, with Jameis. Um, not last week, but, you know, before that, he's been getting it done. And, and it goes to show that he's getting targets like when he's on the field. He doesn't play a full complement. But, hey, he's, he's get, they trust him. you know, And they want Deshaun on the field because he stretches the field and all that. But if, if Deshaun gets traded, he's the guy. Um, Traquan Smith. What do you think about Traquan moving forward? I, 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 I picked I, him ahead. up last week. I was hopeful, to say the least. Yep. Um, it wasn't a good game script for him this past week. I mean, Drew Brees only threw for 146 yards. I think the defense did a lot of the work. Yeah, but I mean, that that seems to be the case with Mark Ingram back. I mean, I, I don't know. I think, the thing are, is, are, we, are we starting to see Drew Brees from last year coming out of his shell? I, I really don't think so because if you look at the two games that they had, one was against Baltimore, right? And then the, and then it's against Minnesota, and... I, in, in this game, the, the game strip didn't work out. Now, if Minnesota was putting up points and Kirk didn't throw those interceptions, Drew Brees is going to have to throw the ball because Minnesota's run defense is pretty stout. Um, so it just they gave him a lot of short fields, and they just didn't have to throw the ball. That's really what. So, like, what I like to do is I like to like make sure I have all the factors when making these type of decisions, like. You know, we can say that this is going to be a run-first team again, but we haven't really seen that. It's not like these guys are getting a ton of carries every single game. It's more about what are the circumstances of that game. And I think Traquan Smith is a hold if you have him, and I think he should be picked up um, because, you know, he's going to be at home against the Rams, then he has Cincinnati, Philadelphia, Atlanta, and Tampa Bay two weeks after that. So those are pretty good matchups, and those are matchups where they can be potential shootouts. So I'm going to hold on yeah. to him because of I, that. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, all right, moving on to tight ends. What so you got? This is 
I'm going to need help here the most. Okay. Um, is this a situation you're going through this week? Yes. It's a tough streaming week for tight ends. It is, I, I have the epitome of that, right? right. So my tight ends on my roster are currently Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. Okay. Handcuff Zach Ertz because I don't feel why I don't see reason why after the bye week I would need a backup. Hundred percent. Before I had Dallas Goddard, I had CJ Uzama. Yep. Who's on a bye week this week? Yep. And would you play him anyway? Huh? And would you play him anyway? Probably not. He's been, he's been disappointing. But the dude was way, on the field for like ninety percent of snaps. Yeah. So he, I guess he's on the field, but lined up in the slot, lined up out wide. No targets. AJ Green came in with a walking boot. I saw that. Maybe that's something. But yep, either way, it is. So, my dumbass, I I'm like I need to trade for a tight end for this week. Okay. Because I don't feel comfortable with any of the tight ends available. Without looking at the bye weeks, I trade for Evan Ingram. Who's also on bye? Who's also on a bye? <laughs> now, looking at the waivers last week, because this was like a last week. Who'd problem. you trade for him? Uh, I traded CJ Uzama and like someone I wasn't using, so okay, I didn't perfect. lose anything in okay. the trade. But still, um, if anything, I got value. I think I won by getting Ingram, right? Because he's going to be more involved. Right. But I'm never going to start him. That's hilarious. So I trade for Evan Ingram. Doesn't go well, and this is a last week issue. Looking towards this week, okay. So I'm like, all right, let's see who's on waivers. Jack Doyle's available. On buy. On buy. Ricky Seals Jones is available. On buy. On buy. Um, so right now my tight end options for this week, Charles Clay, Antonio Gates, Jeff Ironman, Ed Dixon, who I actually do like Ed Dixon. I think that's the guy I'll pick up. That's, that's who I'm targeting. Uh, Mike Gazicki, Jeff Swain. So those are... Is Chris Herndon available? <laughs> I think, I know he's had a touchdown in the last three weeks. Three weeks. Not bad. Is he not available? Did somebody, did somebody pick him up? Probably no your, way. Probably your opponent this week. He is a Jets fan. There you go. Oh, who the? Somebody picked up Chris Herndon. Well, see, that's how bad my He's a Jets fan. Is right there now. you go. Hayden Hurst, maybe? Oh, wait. This is a different league. Hold on. Come on. Come on, Joey. <laughs> You're killing me. The tight ends are still not good. Antonio Gates, Charles Clay, Jeff Ironman, Gerald Everett. Oh, by the way, Everett had a catch last week. He did. <laughs> Hayden Hurst, maybe? No? Herndon? Not available? Dixon not available? Vance Dixon, McDonald, assuming Dixon's not available. Dixon's available. Gazicki's available. Herndon is available. Maybe there you I can go, go with Herndon, that. Yeah. So, like, the guys I wanted to talk about, Vance McDonald put up 47 yards on three catches last week. This week he goes against Baltimore. You know, he, their focus is not on the tight end, so he's still a start the this week. The focus is get James Conner as many points as possible. Right, right. Um... Ed Dixon made a Seahawks debut last week, two for two, 54 yards and a touchdown. Seems like they like throwing to their tight end, um, you know, Will Disley, f- for I think big plays. A top 15 tight end. All right, still. It's like he's hurt. Um, Chris Herndon, three straight weeks with a touchdown, so he's, he's a potential as well. Cameron, so there are, Cameron there are Braid. Wild card options. Cameron Braid, like, you know, obviously he's not. It's not a great streaming week. So if you really need to go deep, you can hope for a touchdown against Carolina, who's not good against tight ends. And then you got Hayden Hurst, who caught a touchdown last week, and you know they want to get him more involved. So. Oh, he did? And it's a good matchup against Pittsburgh. I, I didn't even know Hayden Hurst caught a touchdown last yeah. week. Did he really? Oh, he, he did. did. He good did. for Hayden. Yeah, he, he, he's, he's on his way up. Obviously, he's going to get... He's, he's gonna, not available, but he's, not he's, available. he's on his way yeah. up. Yeah, but he might be available in your league. So see if you can pick him up. All right. Let's move on to QB streamers. 
Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick in Carolina. You know, we saw what he was doing to open up the season. He killed it. He has weapons. And while it's not the best matchup on paper, his wide receivers definitely have the advantage against the Panthers secondary. Uh, Baker Mayfield against Kansas City. Again, OC just got changed. Head coach, head coach got fired. Not sure if it's such a great idea to start a QB after all that, but Kansas City is going to sh- going to score a shitload of points, and they're going to need to catch up. Yeah, they're going to have to throw the ball. You know, he's going to have serious volume in this game. So because of that, you know, he's not a bad start at all. I think uh, uh, CJ Beathard. CJ Beathard Oakland against that's Oakland. Yeah, that's not, not bad either. Not too bad. I mean, I think it's more of a deeper. He hasn't. He's been on an off. He's been. He's, he's, been, he's been a little 200. shaky. Yeah. Yeah. A little but, shaky. I mean, if there's a matchup to start him, Oakland. Exactly, and I think he can throw good. a deep shot. To to Goodwin to Goodwin at least this once one. yeah. Uh, Sam Darnold an interesting deep option. Okay. Uh, he hasn't he, he hasn't against, been completely shitty. <laughs> he hasn't. He's been weird. Right. He's um, been okay. The last time he played Miami was the only game this whole season he had over three hundred yards passing. Right. I'll say this. I mean, given his circumstances, he's doing pretty good. Yeah, I mean, he has for zero weapons. Having yeah, for having no weapons. Right. Barely an offensive line, right. shaky running game. Who can either run terrible head coach or under fifty. Total coaching. Yeah, so I mean, Darnold's been okay, and I think against Miami, division game, right. closer game, right? A little, like, a little tougher like a, matchup. This is, this is a deeper matchup, right? I, I'd rather start like someone like Joe Flacco going up against Pittsburgh uh, at home. Yeah, for sure. Uh, best fantasy outing. Uh, you know, now now that he's at home, I think Flacco should be able to take advantage of this matchup. Now, last time he played them, he had his best fantasy outing of the year. Um, so he's not the most sexy option, but I think his weapons have a much, you know, better matchup than this week, like this week than last week. Um, and here we go. Ready? Derek, Derek Carr. Oh. <laughs> Derek Carr. This makes me cringe. Obviously, in San Francisco, you know, you got to pray a little bit. You know, you got to get on your knees, pray. When you throw him in your lineup, but it's a decent matchup on Thursday night. What are you going to do? Um, if you have no options, <sighs> he almost threw. He almost had thirty points this week. Of course, he did. I mean, but I you know, know, he's he's not a guy I want to stream. I, you know, he's not. A, who would you rather stream, Derek Carr or CJ Beathard? Beathard, because Beathard has the ground. He runs. True. True. Not that that's going to make a huge difference. I just yeah. I can't see myself starting Carr. I feel you. I feel you on that this, one. I mean, because at, at any point, this offense could go from oddly efficient to just a dud. Right. Right. The Oakland Raiders have turned into Amari Cooper. Right. The ghost, the, the <laughs> shadow of Amari I Cooper. I love that. Right. I love that. This could be a forty-point week the for the Oakland Raiders. The Oakland Raiders have turned into the shadow Amari Cooper. of Amari Cooper. I love it. I love it. So this could be oh, notification. The Texans called about Philip Dorsett. Patriots should definitely trade Philip Dorsett. Yeah, please I mean, do. He's not being used. He yeah. actually did pretty well. Anyway. Um, so let's move into defensive streamers. Sure, yeah. uh, Carolina against Tampa Bay. Now, this, I think, is a strictly boom-bust play. Uh, Carolina can either get torched by Fitzpatrick, or he can throw four interceptions with one of them going for a touchdown. Um, uh, I don't know. In the, I usually stray away from divisional games. Right. Um... And I mean, we even saw Fitzpatrick come in and keep in what, mind what these are it? these are streamers, right? So meaning like these aren't good defenses. The best out of what's available. Exactly. Yeah, I understand. That's one option. Another option is Dallas against Tennessee. If Tennessee continues, offense continues to struggle. Dallas has a decent mm-hmm. pass rush. Um, I think they can take advantage. And we've seen what the Ravens did to Tennessee's offensive line a few weeks ago. Uh, <laughs> On the flip side, 
the Titans defense. <laughs> <laughs> right, no, of course. I mean, yeah. the thing is Dallas controls the ball. They're so slow. They don't really turn over the ball. So not much upside for the Titans. Um, you could go... Uh, Denver against Houston. Houston's offensive line is in trouble. I mean, when you consider Denver's pass rush, it doesn't add up. Uh, New York Jets against Miami. I think the Jets have played underrated defense all year. Miami's offense isn't necessarily potent, so they can mm-hmm. do some things there. Uh, little, what I like is Kansas City at Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland has been giving up a ton of hits to Baker. Uh, Kansas City will likely be in full pass rush mode once they build a lead. So I think it's risky because their defense isn't great, but the Browns' offense also isn't great. So I, I, I like Kansas City this week. Yeah, I'm looking through just in some of my leagues, the defenses that are available, and the top one is Dallas right now. Nice. So there you go. The options are scarce this week. Right. but Exactly. All right, well, I think that does it. Um, hope you guys get whoever you want on We're your not waivers. Be able to do, I don't think we're going to be able to do a start sit podcast this week. Oh, yeah? Well, I'll do it. Oh, yeah, he'll do it. I'll do a solo pod if you're not available. You, you have a wedding to go to, huh? Yeah. Okay. Well, get married. You're getting married. I have a wedding to go to. Uh, it's mine. Am I invited? <laughs> yeah. It's, I, it's I didn't get an invite. Mine. No, it's not my wedding. It's not your wedding. Okay, good. Um, um, so I just want to throw in a desperate sure. start this week. Oh, go for it. Amari Cooper. Somebody you're feeling this week. Amari Cooper, huh? Amari Cooper. Against Malcolm Butler. Oh, hell yeah. See, here's the thing. Would you rather have a 2016 Des Bryant or Amari Cooper now? It's Amari Cooper now every single time. Yeah. So there you go. This is the best receiver that Dak has ever played with. And it's been a high draft capital to get him. Exactly. And if you look at Cooper's matchups after that. Looks pretty good. It's so toasty. Are you saying that we should throw offers out for Amari Cooper? I'm saying that's what I've been trying to do, but the guy who has him knows his worth, and he's been mm. pretty good. So Tennessee, Philadelphia, Atlanta, um, <laughs> Washington, eh. Okay. New Orleans. Washington Phil- isn't bad. Washington isn't bad. New Orleans again. Or not again. New Orleans. Philadelphia again. Colts. And then Bucks. That's not bad at all. That's like the is, toastiest. Is, is, is Bucks uh, week 16? Yeah. Championship week? Okay. Amari Cooper's going to bring you a championship. That's what Joey says. Amari Cooper's going to bring you that championship. It's possible. Put it down. Write it down. I'm not saying it's going to happen. It's going to happen. But right. it's possible. Well, hope you guys get whoever you want on your waivers. Uh, I'll continue to update. Uh, me and Dre will continue to update uh, yep. stories as they break as far as uh, trade trades go and all that on our Instagrams. Oh, we just got a notification. I am at Upper Hand Fantasy. Wait. Wait. wait, wait, wait. Did we get a notification? What is it? You didn't see it? I, I didn't see it. I, I'm oh, a little no, slower Beckham than you. Oh, just got traded. Oh, the Beckham got traded? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. To the Jets. Oh, that would be nice. That would make sense. That didn't happen. Uh, but, yeah, I'm at Upper Hand Fantasy on Instagram. Joey's at fantasy.football.analyst. Um, check, check us out there. Give us a follow. Send us a message. Do whatever you want. Uh, if you like this podcast, uh, give us a five-star rating. If you don't like this podcast, please don't give us a rating. Uh, <laughs> um, if you like this podcast, tell us why and what we can improve really, not in the rating section. <laughs> really appreciate you guys uh, tuning in. Uh, and, uh, yeah, take it easy. See you guys on Thursday. Bye. Bye.